Although edited for television, tonight's thriller contains scenes of suspense and violence which may be unsuitable for young viewers. Friendly discretion is advised. Welcome back to the Chainsaw Man special weekly review series presented by the Otaku Host Club podcast. That is us. I am Amelia, and I am always joined here with Jeff and Dan. Hello. In this episode, we're going to be covering episode 10, or Bruised and Battered. Should be called Sliced and Diced. Or... (laughs) You know, I I didn't have anything in my brain. I just thought I'd say or... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I wanted to make a comment on Baltimore Dan because Baltimore yeah. Dan has Starbucks while we record. Oh, ugh. my cover's been blown. My spot's been blown. <laughs> it's true. My parent, my parents are like, you know, Starbucks people. I like love fucking it. Freaks. They go to the same Starbucks every single day. I love and they, it. They order the, the intricate drinks that say like it takes like thirty seconds to get each drink off. And you know what? If, if I was still a Starbucks employee, I would love if your parents came into my line. I would people, take yeah. care of them. The people do. You know, the Starbucks people watch my dad walk in and they're like, oh, hi, Mr. Pat. How you doing? Mm-hmm. And he puts the order in. It's it, He goes to a Starbucks at Harris Teeter grocery store. But he claims this is the one where he's trained the staff to do yes. what he wants. You do train um, staff at Starbucks. Uh, yeah, so they he orders the drinks, then he walks around the produce and the pizza and deli area and talks to all the staff. Then he comes back and gets the drinks, and, and he's out the door. <laughs> um, well, it is a Friday night. We normally record these on a Tuesday. A little scheduling mishap. But um, me and Jeff have um, very delicious beverages. Cheers mm. to you. Cheers to Jack and his hard cider. Cheers to Kentucky and their brand of whiskey I chose. Yeah, and cheers to the Starbucks employees going on strike to fight for unionization. Oh, yes. I saw an internet headline that that was a thing. Hi, can I have a latte with breast milk? I mean with breast milk. I mean with breast. I mean with breast. I mean with breast milk. I mean with breast. You want to sit outside? <laughs> we can talk about Chainsaw Man now. <laughs> <laughs> oh man fucking a what a wild episode that i might remember yes. yeah another hospital scene uh after last week's battle with samurai sword aki is left hospitalized and of course he could only be so lucky to have denji and power as visitors two best friends of course they cause a ruckus reading manga and eating all the one apple left for Aki. After they leave, he asks the cursed devil how many years he has left to live, and it tells him only two years. Teardrop. Meanwhile, Makima takes Denji and Power to the large cemetery to train with the self-proclaimed strongest devil hunter that we've met in previous episodes, but who is this mysterious Mods Mikkelsen look-alike, and why won't he tell us his name? Spoiler alert! His name is Kishibe. Oh, mm. <laughs> I'm going to be like, it's Sensei. <laughs> I, know yeah. I know Japanese. I know Japanese. He gives the two a pop, 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 pop quiz that they pass with flying colors, each getting perfect scores. He then proceeds to snap their necks to initiate the training, as one does. 
We then learn the reason for Crusoe and Tendo's visit to Aki. They are both there to coach humans to uh, uh, in the special division. Um, so after failing to summon Cone, they decide they need to replace it with a stronger devil. Just before they leave the room, uh, ooh, this is a weird sentence. Just before they leave the, the room, a woman appears, comma, pause. But who is she and why the bag full of letters? Before we know it, it is evening and Denji and Power are left tired and battered from a long day's training with mods where Denji has died more than 20 times. The next day, Kishibe shows up to their apartment, but they are ready to put together a plan to defeat him. But Kishibe isn't going down so easily and defeats the two without blinking an eye. Aki, Kuroso, Tendo take an elevator lift to an unknown location that jails devils captured alive by public safety. Aki is left into a cell uh, where only he can see an ominous eye floating in the background. Juji Ito style. The future devil, yes. The future <laughs> devil. What will Aki have to sacrifice in order to make a contract with this new devil? Yeah. A lot what do y'all think? Lots lot to unpack here. Yeah, lots of interesting uh, angles to this episode. So Kishibe is, is the blonde guy, and he's the first one we've seen that talks down to Makima. You know, Makima walks up to him, and Kishibe is like, shut up. And Makima shuts up. Does he say shut up? I don't think he says shut up. I think he says be quiet. Yeah, he doesn't, yeah, he doesn't literally say <laughs> shut up. her. Shush. You know. <laughs> yeah, he, he, talks to, he talks down to Makima in a way but that we haven't seen him. before. She does look at him with a discerning eye, a disappointed parent eye. Like, you just said that to me? I'm you think let so? It go this time. She said, I'm going to let it go this time. <laughs> next time. <laughs> just kidding. I don't know. <laughs> but he uh, he asks Denji and Power, and I, I I'm so in love with Denji and Power's blossoming friendship. You know, I love when Denji's calls her calls her Powie. Powie! Oh my god, I'm Powie. only referring to her as Powie now. That's Powie. so fucking cute. The, the first the first time I watched this episode, I, I, or the first time he said that, I wondered if it was a typo and he meant the cat, and I was like. Why the fuck is he talking about the cat at this juncture? <laughs> yeah, like why they I thought they might have mistypoed Meowie, but no, that was cool. That was so cool. So cute. Uh, yeah. Um But I'm I'm interested in how Kishibe yeah asked them the three questions. You know, uh how did you feel when your comrades died? What was this three questions again? How did you feel when, when the comrades died? Yeah, and he, the, Power goes, oh, they died. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, she was, yeah. Well, I like the way I mean, the way that she verbally framed it was so silly to me. She was, yeah, she told Kishibe, I was like, oh, they died. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and then he, he, what, he asks... What was the second question? But it was like their motivations for killing devils or something. Um, if devils, I think the last—I don't know what the, I the well, the last one, one was. Which the, side are you on? Yeah, if mm-hmm. and they said <laughs> whatever side's winning, whatever side will feed me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, they gave they gave what would 
be considered by some to be kind of inappropriate answers or like mm-hmm. cold, cold answers. But Kishibe is is thrilled, and I, I think he's thrilled both by their like reckless practicality and by their completely blunt honesty. Mm-hmm. Um, that speak. No, go ahead. Finish. It speaks to Kishibe's sense, as he remarked to uh, Himeno, mm-hmm. that the best devil hunters are the crazy ones that are not mm-hmm. bound by any particular emotion or any particular like logic per se. So he mm-hmm. can see that Denji and Paui are free spirits as it were. Yeah. So I want to think about this scenario as if like you're at work because like if this was like a work scenario, because they literally are at work at this point. Um, yeah, truth, truth. And so when you get a new job or whatever, um, you're going up for training. Um, a lot of times, most people will say whatever answer they think you want to hear so that they please you, so that you like them and that you like create this bond with them. And then like they'll help you out like to get a promotion or whatever. I feel like that's like most like work relationships is like, especially ones of like superiors and like, um, like team members or whatever. Um, so the fact that they are not saying things that they think he wants to hear, but they're like saying what they actually feel and like not sugarcoating it and being very blunt. I feel like is giving them a leg up in mm-hmm. a sense. It's like doing mm-hmm. the opposite, you know. Most people want to do some want to say something to please other people, but like these these guys over here, they fucking wild. <laughs> yeah. They're gonna say their true their true intentions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it makes them more uh not malleable, but sort of flexible in their judgment too, I'd imagine. Mm-hmm. Later down the road. Mm-hmm. And that they're not gonna be uh conflicted morally ethically like no this is what it needs to be done even if it costs this person's life <laughs> yeah. we've already yeah. seen that with powie because she literally will just dip if she feels like her, <laughs> her life is threatened no you don't understand she was hungry to what she went to go home and make dinner uh, it was very i was very hungry so hungry at this yeah. exact moment <laughs> Um, I also want to point out that this is training and Jeff asked us in a previous episode if there was going to be training um, and me and Dan were both like nah they're training on their (laughs) journey Um, but this kind of training is different than what you normally expect in like a battle shonen like I feel like this training is pretty um, uh, like daily kind of like um, team seven in Naruto where they would wake up and like be tested instead of like go to school, you know? Yeah. It's not like you're like going to a designated area. They're like, Oh, he's coming to our house. We're going to fuck him up this time. He's not going to know what's coming. (laughs) So this kind of training is like cool to me. This is like curated training or something. It's training Mm -hmm. like the, uh, the Ida 10 gods train. Yeah. You're just always training 24 seven. I was thinking it's training like you just kill each other. And that's that's the training. You just that keep killing each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And some, but, uh, at, at, at some future date, having died so many times is going to make you stronger. For sure. <laughs> yeah. They need the uh, hyperbolic fighting chamber. Whatever the hell it's called. A dragon ball. Yeah. Where they can fight for, you know, months and months, but it's only like, you know, a day and 
in normal time. So Kishibe says, Kishibe says he is the strongest devil hunter. And I am kind of apt to agree as we watch him go about his fighting with Denji and power. Uh, And he, his strength is not in devil contract, although it may be in devil contract as well. We, We just don't know, but we can see his, you know, his, his top tier, well-polished human uh, physicality, you know, his reaction time, his, his precision, his raw strength. Uh, he's, he's like an Olympian or something. He's like, While like a, under the influence. <laughs> yeah. He's like a champion MMA guy. It's like the alcohol makes him more powerful. Oh, like Rock Lee. <laughs> yeah, actually. <laughs> Yeah, because the first thing he does is I, I thought that was so cool. He, he goes up to Denji and Powie and gives them a hug and he's like, I'm going to train you guys. And then he like just keeps squeezing harder and harder <laughs> and harder until he breaks their necks and they're dead. And then he's like, yes, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> <laughs> just like his toys that he uh, as a child liked to break. Yeah. So now they're just his toys, aren't they? Yeah. There's playthings. Yeah, and Denji and Powie are relatively unhappy about this, although I didn't really understand there there's a point in the graveyard where Denji just lies on the ground and starts vocalizing, and then Powie jumps on him and hits him and says, Heal, heal, heal. And I, I wasn't really sure why like what was going on with Denji in that moment. I didn't really get mm. it. I took it to be like his brain wasn't healing quick enough, so it was kind of like getting like stunted, and it's like reheal. So to stop that uh, oh. that reaction from happening over and over again, where it was like kind of like breaking its like cycle, she like punched him so hard that it broke the cycle of like healing weird, so that he could then heal over that correctly. Okay, yeah, interesting. I didn't I didn't consider that, but that makes sense to me. That's a good point. Yeah. Plan. Yeah. I thought the same thing. I was like, "What?" after it happened, but like the second watch, I was like, "Oh, I guess maybe like he might have been healing weird like how I don't know, and like when you see like regeneration happening in like live action movies, like it's it, like you can watch like the bone like reattach and like maybe his like brain just like wasn't computing. Mhm. It wasn't reattaching to his brainstem properly or something. <laughs> so, yeah, what, how do you guys feel about this idea that... So a lot of, uh, you know, shonen anime, there's martial arts involved. And in this training arc, you don't really see that per se. It's like Denji and Power already have fighting abilities, does that bother you, or like, con- does, does that bother nah. you in anime in general? Like, mm. if they just naturally can fight? Nah, I don't think so. I mean, why? Mm. I, I don't think it's so clear that Denji can naturally fight. He's been fighting since he was a little kid, so he's already mm. got a wealth of experience. And Bowie coming in as a fiend, you know, we're led to believe. I don't know, like same way a bear kind of knows how to fight by virtue of being a bear, you know, fiend kind of knows how to fight by virtue of being a fiend. Um, Mm. I will say that it does annoy me when characters can't overcome their 
difficulties in fighting. Like, if you just, like, can't get it, it doesn't click for you, and I'm watching you train and, like, not get better for, like, eight episodes. Not, I don't like that. (laughs) But, um, but... I don't know. I feel like the training in Chainsaw Man like fits with the with the theme. Like it's not like um, normal shonen training. They're like dying, and then like Denji isn't really that great of a fighter, which is why he keeps dying and he's died yeah. twenty <laughs> times. So, right. but the fact that like we only see like two instances of that, you know, I like I like that. That's like. Well, he's- He's like a street brawler fighting a professional MMA guy. That, he's yeah. just outclassed. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I enjoyed watching the, the two parts of their training stuff that I liked the most. One was their big brain moment where they're talking about how they're going to strategize. And then in, in the next scene, they go on the attack with their strategy and they're both wearing glasses all of a sudden. <laughs> I know, because like now, they're so smart. Now they're smart. Yeah, now they're big brain. I like how um, Power's like, oh, I've already come up with a hundred different scenarios, so. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, and similarly, I, I like just watching how close, how intimate the two of them are. Mm-hmm. And, and when they were walking back home from the graveyard and they're discussing like man this fucking sucks should we like leave nah we shouldn't leave you know and they're like having these very yeah they're having these very earnest conversations so casually Mm. in a way that speaks to the depth of their friendship and that i find that very heartwarming but at the same time, you know, yeah, yeah, because they're like they're like talking to each other like friends that have been friends for a very long time. Whereas I feel like a lot of people that are just introduced and this is like their work relationship, they probably wouldn't voice some of the concerns like, "Should I leave? Should I not leave? What do we do about this guy?" They probably would just like follow follow suit or like follow mm-hmm. whatever what the group was doing. Also, side so. thing, I, I like... Oh, sorry, Jeff. Uh, uh, let me interject the one one tangential side point. I liked mm. watching Kishibe. Kishibe. Kishibe? 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 I liked watching the blonde guy mm. do his sudden knife attack, and it, it made me think of uh, that Amazon uh, science fiction show that I watched over Thanksgiving with Athena and Marcus. Um, the one about uh, time-traveling androids. And there's a scene where a professional assassin is talking about killing people with a knife. And it's like, yeah, lots of people think that it's about power or it's about, you know, strategy, like getting a knife, you know, stabbing somebody in the right death points. But I would say that the important part is just get as many holes in the other person as quickly as you can. Um, and then he kills this guy real quick with you know, <laughs> his knife work. I, I thought, man, Kishibe from the same school because he just like in the blink of an eye, just you know, like <laughs> like four knife hits right into Denji, just just like immediately, just so fast. And it's like, yeah, just mm-hmm. just put as many holes in the, in somebody as you can. Because yeah. you eventually just bleed out, right? Yeah, if you get at least a couple of hits. It's like uh, this morning we listened to Ninety Eight Rock on the way. Out into work and they were talking about this cheerleader who was mm-hmm. stabbed in the woods a hundred and hundred plus times 114, 114 times yeah fucking crazy yeah all because of something stupid they 
didn't like the boy like the boy didn't like that what she did I, I don't remember exactly but yeah brutal brutal stuff and also made just made me think of uh the gung fu some I, i'm pretty sure in in those movies of uh john wick someone gets stabbed multiple times john has a knife yeah as a last defense right and he's yeah. just like yeah as fast as he can yeah i feel like i remember something like that hmm then he'll pick up another then he'll he'll find a bad guy's gun yep yeah gotta make it work you know that's like um what i always want to see in shows like this like i don't want to see people like hesitating or like um taking the time to explain shit and then get hit themselves like do it real quick and real fast because in real life if it's if it's me or you uh it's gonna be me i'm gonna be fucking stabbing the shit out of you just like them <laughs> like, <laughs> like taking the time <laughs> to think about that stuff is like what it, and then like showing it i don't know it's all it gets right, over and having it gets overdone the a little character bit. explain in their head why they chose to use arrows or whatever to yeah. stab through the door. Like, oh, well, first I thought maybe the arrows would be more precise. That would attack to attack Kishibe. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. It just shows you what needs to be shown, and that's it. Yeah, it gets <laughs> right to the point, and it's, like, really cool, really slick. Um, all of the animation in that fight scene, in both fight scenes, are fucking amazing. Yeah. Power and her blood, her blood... Uh, energy, whatever she uses, I'm here for it. It looks mm. so cool to me. Mm. On the exact opposite side of the spectrum, we have Aki in in the hospital room, and he is asked while well, his two his two consultants suggest to him maybe it's time to retire because he's fucked up right now and Khan doesn't like him anymore. Mm. And instead, he's like, but the devil that killed my family and the other devil that killed my friend are still at large, so why would I retire? <laughs> uh, yeah, they, he's got the exact opposite side of the emotional spectrum as Denji and Paui but somehow feels equally, you know, quote-unquote crazy, as it were. Mm -hmm. um, and I wonder, I wonder what Kishibe would say to, to Aki's um, hardened emotions, you know. Mm -hmm. I mean, he certainly impresses the two consultants. The two consultants mm -hmm. remark to themselves, well, they said everybody in Division 4 was fucking nuts, and I guess they're right, because this guy's... <laughs> Yeah, this guy's deranged. I don't think it's yeah, so deranged. Years. You think two years? Well, you think two years of your life? Yeah, well, two years left. Would you rather fight your way? Yeah. So you think your last day, or would you rather like go on a vacation to uh, Switzerland? I don't know why I said Switzerland, but beautiful mountains. Go. Yeah. Well, <laughs> if there was a goal that I was trying to accomplish and I did not accomplish it yet, I would want to accomplish that goal first. So hopefully it wouldn't take me two years and then I could go on a vacation. But if that's not the case, <laughs> at least I died trying, you know? <laughs> yeah. At least I, I mean, died fighting for what I, I wanted. I wonder, 
I wonder if this is a, a, a case of the glass being half full or half empty. Some people may look at this and feel like, oh, two years, I should just quit now and go enjoy myself for two years. But maybe Aki looks at this and is like, oh, I got two years left. It's not enough time to do anything that cool. I might as well just keep fighting on. Mm-hmm. Mm. Now I got to fight even harder to kill the gun, de- the gun devil. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Before my time's up. When I heard that curse say two years, I was like, how many fucking times has he used this sword? How many times has he has he asked the curse to help him in battles on his journey? Yeah, I don't think that many, to be honest. You don't yeah. think? I mean, like, what, an average person lives, like, like around 90 years? How uh, how I'm not sure the average person <laughs> lives to be 90 years old. Well, you know, some people live to be, like, in their 80s. Other people live to be, like, 95, whatever, you know. I'm rounding, I'm rounding up here. Um how and how many years does it does it take off of his life every time he uses it? They haven't found that out yet. Well, right? yeah, we don't we don't know an exact amount. We know that it's enough to provoke Himeno to have a dramatic reaction to the thought of him using the curse sword. So, like, so what? I'm I'm thinking like twenty years, thirty years, personally. Oh, you think that many? I was thinking maybe like yeah. ten years yeah. per. Ten could, years it, is a lot. Yeah, it could be. It could be ten. I was. I was. And the reason that I'm thinking 20 to 30 years is because I don't think that was the first time he's ever used the cursed sword. Mm. But I think, I mean, yeah, maybe, I mean, I guess it could be 10 years. I, I could see 10 years being feasible. My, my own guess is 20 or 30 years and that he's used it like two times total, including like one, one previous time. And then a, a second time when we saw it, in, in the series, mm. maybe, maybe 20 years and he's used it three times total. Mm. Um, but yeah, it could be as little as 10 years. I don't think it could possibly be under 10 years. If it's under yeah, 10 no. years, he even know it's like, no, you, you gotta, we need you to get from 80 to 85. Damn it. Like, yeah. Don't use that sword. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, what do you think about the letters in the bag? Oh, my God. How many letters? I want to know how many of those letters mentioned Aki. Are we assuming all, all of them? them? All, of them? all of them. Oh, my God. Her letters yeah. are so cute. Yeah, well, you know, I, I think about this episode did make me think about the importance of having goals. I feel that in my life I've been a very goal-oriented person and I've put a lot of I guess the emotional parts of my life I let be stunted or or be run run wilted because I was so focused on my goals that's what I like about Planetes so much Planetes really resonates with me for exploring this exact topic Mm. Uh, but now at 35 I, I feel like I've I've done a 180 from when I was 25. Now I feel like, man, I'd fucking sell my record collection if it meant that I could, you know, if that's <laughs> what it took to, you know, have a have a cute little cute little wife and that we lived a nice happy life together, you know. And uh, so I'm I'm looking at Aki like 25 year old me understands why you would uh, shake off Humino's advances and just dedicate yourself to the Gun Devil. Mm-hmm. 35 year old me is like dude you screwed up man 
Like, who really <laughs> cares about the gun devil? Like, go be happy with Emino because she's hot <laughs> and she's cool. Like, what else do you want in life? Yeah, I feel this. I feel that same kind of sentiment because I used to be super. Well, I am still super goal oriented, but um, in my twenties, it was like, oh, well, I have all of this life ahead of me. I need to like do something about it. I need to make something happen, you know. And um, you don't realize that you're making stuff happen like while you're being goal oriented. So, you know, there's a mm. a, a little bit of give and take. You've been in a, so fifth, a, a happy 15-year relationship. You're <laughs> fine. What are you complaining about? I'm, I'm complaining that I'm not making money off my fucking art, okay? okay you think, I want, to, you think I want to work at these weird jobs all the time? Fuck no. I wanted yeah. to be a museum artist. I wanted to be in a gallery. I wanted to, you know, I wanted to show in New York every month. Yeah. The grass is always greener on the other side. Isn't it? <laughs> it's you realize that that's not going to happen. Only, only I feel like, <laughs> yeah, I didn't have a, a happy 15-year relationship because I was too busy touring the world with punk bands and spending all my time and money you know, with my record label and doing everything I wanted to do with art. But now I'm like, why did I do all that? I should have, like, should have stuck with Lee or should have stuck with any number of women in my life that really <laughs> wanted to have a serious relationship with me. I was I was Aki and now I regret it. <laughs> mm, yeah, I sat in my car today at during my lunch break and was like, I gotta do this for thirty more years. <laughs> what am I? I just had this moment of like, God, I need to do. I need to make some uh, choices, yeah. some decisions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a common theme for people in our age bracket. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then I thought about Ano. Hideaki Anno and his choices with Thrice Upon a Time. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, maybe I don't need to think so much. <laughs> maybe I want to be in that utopic green village right now. Yeah. Yeah, for real. Nice. For real. <laughs> um, I wanted to point out a couple um, things that I thought was really, really nice touches in this episode. Um, one is... In the hospital room, it was a tube TV, and it was a square TV, you know, because mm. it was set in the 90s. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, that's a nice little touch right there. Um, and then um, the transition to the flashback of Himeno with the lighter and the sparking, and then the sparks go up and, like, completely fill the screen. And then when mm-hmm. they go away, he even knows um, flicking the, the lighter instead of Aki. I thought that was such a nice transition into a flashback. Mm-hmm. Oh, very cinematic. I loved it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess like specifically in the scene was just like very beautiful to me. But um, uh, after he like thinks about his relationship with um, Himeno um, instead of eating the apple, he decides to smoke a cigarette. Mm, yeah, like, truth. Oh, that's cute. No, uh, no more apple bugs with wings. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I thought it was quite heartwarming that Denji and Powie were waiting for Aki to uh, wake up, but then we're too Even- remote. <laughs> 
too emotionally awkward to deal with it after he woke up. <laughs> I just thought about everybody else in their other hospital rooms being like, these people are so loud in this room. Like, <laughs> <laughs> mm. uh, yeah, of course, they left the manga sitting in the sitting on the floor. <laughs> Oh my yeah. god! Yeah, so he goes. So Denji goes back to get his manga, and then um, because Aki's crying, he doesn't open the door. He gives him his like little privacy, and then he gets like really sentimental. He gets like emotional. He's like, "Wait a second, mm. what am I doing? Why yeah. am I not crying?" And I thought this was a beautiful moment yeah. with Denji, yeah. and the funny. The I, I thought it was very funny, very hilarious. He's like, "Well, what if Power died?" And Power. <laughs> Bowers just like looking at the vending machine like a dumbass idiot, and he's like, "Nah, I wouldn't care that much." <laughs> I was like, "Of course, she had to look like a ding, ding dong while he's trying to be sentimental." Yeah, I, that was the other the other key scene that I really wanted to dig into was Denji's emotional apathy, his emo- emotional coldness. Hmm. And whether I mean, do we judge Denji based on this? Do we feel like oh, you know, Denji is a piece of shit for not having any empathy or not having any uh, care for the people around him, hmm. or does he actually have these feelings and he's just uh, stuffing them down, or is this a trauma related? emotional experience where like you know he just deals with either doesn't feel emotions or deals with emotions in a different way because of his traumatic upbringing you know what what are we what are we thinking about denji's uh, reflections in this scene Mm. i thought maybe they both were power and denji were have psychopathic tendencies uh maybe that's what it takes to be a devil hunter I don't know. But to your point, yeah, maybe it's sort of his way of compartmentalizing his feelings, his his trauma, mm. uh, is not to react, not to show emotion. Well, that's a good point. Until, until he does. Mm. One day, maybe. You mm. can't say stuff like that when you read the manga. <laughs> 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 yeah, Powie, Powie, I, I think it's more understandable why Powie doesn't give a shit about anything because technically she's not a human. She's a fiend. And, so, and she, yeah, yeah, yeah. so she yeah. just is not bound by the normalities human of human emotion. Yeah. yeah, I don't I don't yeah. think of her as like, she's not going to really care about people in the same way that one human being normally cares about another human being. I think um, a really good point that Denji made was that he didn't know if his heart was his like his heart as in like his empathy was replaced when mm. his heart got replaced by the chainsaw devil and maybe that's why he doesn't feel yeah. these emotions and I yeah. thought that was really um, really cool because you know maybe so but I feel like 
um, because Denji still retained his human form, like he's still a normal boy, um, that like he still does have those emotions. It's just going to take um, a little bit more yeah. to coax them out because he does care. He doesn't need to show that he cares about these people by crying over them or by feeling sad about their death. But when it comes down to it when they're fighting he'll save everyone mm, yeah exactly well and, and as as we talk about this that, that's what i was thinking about when I, I didn't think this when i was watching the episode but now that we talk about it you know when denji makes the point oh maybe my heart got replaced too Mm-hmm. He that obviously isn't the case because otherwise he would have just mowed down the two dudes shooting at him like an episode or two ago. Instead, he mm. even takes one of them hostage, mm. and it's it's yeah, Katana true. Man that that kills the uh, the shooters. But then Katana Man is not exactly without human empathy either, because if he was, he wouldn't be so held up on how Denji killed his grandpa. Mm-hmm. So I don't I don't mm. think that just replacing i don't think becoming the a devil human as it were is going to zap all your human empathy out of you i think denji consistently acts too kind for that and we Mm -hmm. see that that element of kindness in katana man as well with the way that he seems to cherish his grandpa Mm -hmm. it's like the um what half Half uh, human, half vampire, half human, half demon scenario, where you have yeah you, know, you have characteristics of both yeah yeah uh, so you you have to choose you don't always have to choose a side right you can and if you're immortal uh, after a while you might start to think oh well life I have an internal life so yeah what's the point of caring for anyone if you're gonna die eventually. Mm-hmm. And that's like a common theme in those kinds of like movies and media with vampires and devils and half things is that they are mm. battling with their own humanity while being this like creature that has instincts, you know. Mm-hmm. So very parallel. I love that they're mm. like immortal. They make they make that very clear. They're like, oh, you're immortal. You died 20 times. Yeah. Power, power, not so much. You could run out of blood, and then you'd be dead. But. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm. Which okay, so that it gives us a uh, answer to a question that I had in the first episode or second episode when they're fighting that giant nipple slug, um, and Power is laying motionless for what I thought was no reason, but apparently she lost so much blood that when she loses that much blood she just can't move sure okay that makes sense mm-hmm. that's a good that's a good tie back mm-hmm. i was like why is she just laying there like doing nothing after getting uh, in? <laughs> yeah i remember that feeling too yeah, yeah. being anemic mm-hmm. i love I say when the water bottles get crushed yeah it's what kind of this? interesting and um, the battle at the end when um, Power is using her power through through the floor and the um, bottles oh. of blood they just like it come like crush in on themselves. That's oh, right. Yeah. Such good animation. <laughs> blood mortars. Yeah. If anything, the only the only more. 
The only wonky animation was when everyone was walking around the prison, the devil prison area. Like their their walking looked very stiff and unrealistic. Oh. <laughs> I thought. Because that's what I said. I feel like I said that in the first episode. Their yeah. walking looked very hovery. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I was. They gave that uh, part to the interns. Mm. Yeah, yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe. Yeah, I'm, I'm not so bothered by that, per se. But it did. Even I felt like looks a bit weird. And you didn't even go to art school. I didn't even go to art school. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We need that on a shirt. I'm, I may not. I may not know art, but I know when walking looks weird. It's funny how that it's true though, because most people know they know bad animation when they see it. Mm-hmm. You know, but when it's really good, it's like uh, it all makes sense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, you know. Yeah, the future, so, the future oh, devil. Ahead. Yeah, I was going to talk oh. about him or it or they. I don't know. It's just an eyeball. <laughs> what the heck? Yeah, okay, so we we've, fear of the we've future. seen this, yeah, and we've seen this character, uh, believe it or not, in the opening credits. That's what I, I was like. This eyeball looks very familiar, and I know we've seen it before. I wasn't sure <laughs> if it was like hiding in one of the rooms in the hotel or something, or or I just like missed where it, where it was, or I don't know. But I was like, I feel like I've seen this before. Hmm. Are you guys afraid of the future? Uh, <laughs> I don't know if we uh, have enough time to unpack that one day. <laughs> oh, okay. Mm. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, I don't think so. I've I suffer from needing to know things, and mm. the fact that I don't know what the future holds for me and my timeline of life, I really don't like that. Hmm. <laughs> hmm. Fair. I really I want it is a to natural, know. It is a natural tendency to be like, oh, thinking in the, but then people think also in the, in the, in the past equally, I think, mm-hmm. and what they could have done, should have done, and they live in the past and they can't move forward. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I guess, yeah, in the future it can be anxiety inducing. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm going to take a test or I'm going for this job interview. I don't know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, truth. So, you think there's a, yeah, I think you think there's a past devil? Oh, yeah. Fear of the past? Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Wait, will we see him? I don't know. But there has to be a few. Um, Pat, what about a present devil? <laughs> <laughs> Let's just go full circle here. Past, yeah. present, and future. <laughs> mm. Time's a construct, okay? Are you afraid of the future, Dan? No. I mean, in in a larger scale existential sense, yes, because <laughs> you know the yeah, I got my own my own worldview of how overpopulation is going to lead to the destruction of our natural earth in a way that science will struggle to keep up with, and the vast majority of humans are just going to be left with the short end of the stick of our global capitalist system and just everyone's just in perpetual misery and suffering and that this that sucks you know that's a bummer um 
But am I scared of my own personal future? In general, no, because it's very difficult to get laid off from a government job. So, oh my god, I'm okay. Uh, <laughs> I feel existential despair about my love life, but lately I feel better about that. So hmm. it's okay. I, f- I fear colon cancer. Oh yeah. Really? Y'all gotta, y'all gotta go get and, checked. Yeah. I don't know. I, th- I think ever since hmm. Chadwick Boseman died, I've just been like, it's, it's hmm. all my mind. Interesting. More than usual. That's fair. Are you going to go get checked? No. <laughs> no I'm yeah. just going to fear it every day. Yeah. No, but that's, you know, I, that, to me, I, I think that's fair because I, you know, I don't like things going up my butt. So I, I don't, I don't want to do the check. That sounds terrible to me. I'd be, yeah, maybe that's my, my, the devil that haunts me is the, yeah, the colonoscopy devil. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's an image. A little bit different than the future devil. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there's got there's got to be a colonoscopy devil, without a doubt. Without a doubt. It's just one eyeball yeah. at the end yeah. of the giant <laughs> snake. <laughs> <laughs> one blinking eyeball. At <laughs> one yeah, squinting yeah, I, eyeball. I think of that uh, device in the Matrix that digs into your belly button. Oh, sure. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And they get sucked out. That's yeah. that's what I imagine. As we going in my have butt. found out this this week, <laughs> I have never seen the Matrix, but anything going to my belly button, fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. Mm. I feel you. I feel you. Ugh. My belly belly button's Is closed it? now. It's not supposed to like. What the fuck are you putting in there? It's closed. It, well, I guess it comes out. It, it gets sucked out. I don't know if it. Did it, get, did it go in? I can't recall. I don't remember clearly. It's been a long time. I feel like we need to stop talking about this. <laughs> okay, final thoughts. <laughs> the belly button is what holds your skin together. If you, oh, you know, open God. the belly button, you're is all going to really? fall apart. Your skin is, will just it, fall off your bones. Is it really? I don't know, but that's my fear. Oh, oh that's fair. <laughs> I feel you. All right. <laughs> <laughs> two left two episodes left oh, I'm we're so on the home stretch so yeah I'm, I'm gonna guess one one more maybe half an episode more of training and then an episode and a half of final battle mm. with the future devil mm. maybe Aki needs to make his contract I think I think he's gonna make his contract in the first half of next episode and then okay. second half of next episode they're gonna roll up on the, the snake devil and katana man and okay. That's going to take an episode and a half. That's my prediction. Oh, the final battles with them. Yeah. For this for this season, yeah. I think we're going to end with Makima doing something unexpected. Mm. Mm. As I flip through the Manga. rest of this yeah. volume. <laughs> oh, that's right. Is that that's what you right. think? Yeah. Are you oh. sure about that? <laughs> Are you sure? Hmm. New characters on the way. Oh, we need to have Aki's new partner, right? The angel, the angel girl. Yes. Yeah, that's true. Uh, the angel, angel devil, angel yes. fiend. So Aki must make his contract and then get introduced to his new fiend. Hmm. 
Her partner or whatever. Whoever. Yeah. Kobeni. Do we? Are we gonna? We, I'm, I guess we're gonna see Kobeni again. I don't know what role the sloppy blowjob devil has in the final battle, but I'm sure mm-hmm. she can. Seems like she'll be able to hold her own just on her own combat skills. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Best girl, 2022, Kobeni. Actually, I've got a, the best girl of 2022 for me. Oh, well, it might. It might be the pink haired girl from Licorice Recoil, but oh my god! But it might be that girl Hana from Oh yeah, I, 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 Wait a minute! What is it? Aoshi, Aoshi, What the fuck the is it called anime? again? The soccer that? one, yeah. I've been I, I've been rampaging through that. I'm like, yeah, Aoshi. Oh yeah, I've I been, bet you, I'm, I bet I'm like you 16 that girl episodes is, in. No, I bet you that girl is a side-ass, side-piece character. What? <laughs> That's what I bet. Because Dan likes the side characters. <laughs> uh, you're, you're just saying that because you haven't watched the soccer show. I have not. Actually, I wanted to watch Blue Lock. That was the one I wanted to watch. That's yeah, the one. Yeah. Okay, well, I'm watching the other one because JD made it sound cool. <laughs> is it the same it's you're just saying the Japanese title the soccer one is that what they call it in Japan <laughs> Ao, it's like Aoi yeah Aoi is uh, Aoi is blue oh Ao, Ao, Ashi. Ao Ashi oh my god Ao Ashi. Ao Ashi. <laughs> you can't just you can't just say it over and over again <laughs> look I don't speak Japanese <laughs> You know, I don't know how to pronounce it very well. That's okay. People know what I'm talking yeah. about. Yeah. All right, guys. Thanks for listening to this episode. 10 out of 10 episode. <laughs> I swear if it's a 9 out of 10 at the end, I'm going to <laughs> I'm going to need an explanation. <laughs> <laughs> if you guys have been enjoying these episodes don't forget to head on over to our website otakuhostclub.com to get past present and future content like these weekly review events as well as our flagship bi-weekly show our website is where you'll find all of our social media links including a link to our discord server where you can chat with us in between episodes and our patreon uh, with uh, if you really 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 like us and want to support the show $5 gets you into early access ad free and bonus content like pre-show band seasonal episodes and some stuff on video um, and the link for that is patreon.com slash otaku host club or check the description or show notes of wherever you're listening to this and all of that info should be in there with a cute little link and we'll see you next week for the second to last episode of Chainsaw Man mm, Pen mm. Ultimate Countdown that is the correct usage of that term I love it. <laughs> love it. <laughs> All right. See you next week. Goodbye. Bye.